Welcome to season two of Two Feet in the Podcast, the season we are highlighting inspiring women who are focused on empowering other women. Two Feet in the Podcast will explore ideas and inspire you to produce action. This is your place to break down ideas, get a strong dose of motivation, and learn to live two feet in. Today is the day. Get up, get moving on your dreams with me. I am the coach, Heather Macy. Lock in, let's go. It's time for your two feet in experience. Today, we are welcoming Coach Karen Barefoot to the podcast. Karen is currently the head basketball coach at the University of North Carolina, Wilmington. Karen's got over 350 career wins, as well as the only player, male or female, to score over 2,000 points and 1,000 assists. What's up, Coach Barefoot? Hey, hey. So listen, I said 350 wins, but I could have been wrong. Is it more than that? Um, it's over 350 head coaching wins and 437 overall coaching career wins. Well, you know, that's a huge deal to A, win that many games, but B, be in the industry for the longevity that you've had. You know, give us an idea of, of your opinion. What does it take? to have a, a successful coaching career, but also have longevity in this industry? Well, I think every day for me, I wake up and, and I'm, I call it orange ball blessings. You know, I'm blessed to be able to uh, teach life lessons through that orange ball. Um, the wins come, the championships come, all that comes, you know, but I think that when you're passionate about something, I always say when you're passionate um, and, and you just dive into it. Like today, I talked about digging your heels in and just really um, trying to leave footprints. My last name is Barefoot. I want to leave footprints. Um, and so I take that as a personal challenge of my why in life every day. Yeah, that's that's so big time. And then, you know, you start to talk about in this industry, you're in it a long time. You move to new cities. You move to new um, levels. Talk to us about your career uh, and what that's looked like for you. Yeah, I mean, 26 years ago, I mean, I had a great playing career at 22 years old and it just allowed me to have so many opportunities. Um, you know, I could have went professional. They was, there was no WNBA and ABL at the time. Um, I had professional opportunities to go overseas. I had actually a passport in my hand to go play in Sweden. And I really thought about it and reached out to some high level coaches like Pat Summit, Wendy Larry, um, Sylvia Hatchell, people that started young uh, in the coaching industry. And I said, you know, you started young. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I could do this. And basically um, thought about it and prayed about it. And, and it just I decided I wanted to make a, a difference and impact like you talk about two feet in. I wanted to dive in there and I really wanted to make a difference. And I had such a great playing career that I wanted to be a coach. You know, that student athlete experience. I mean, and then I get a chance to coach, um, you know, the greatest game ever. So I think that starting at 22 years old and, and starting and building a program from scratch um, at a college where they had never had women's basketball um, and to do it with just six players. Uh, we started with seven, but we ended up with six. So I have to say six players um, and won a national championship. And then all of a sudden I'm in Hickory, North Carolina, where you and I coached together and we won their first ever championship. And then before you know it, I'm building Elon and they got their help them get their first ever 21 season and postseason play. And so it's been a great journey. I've, I've kind of been all over the place, but every day I just wake up and I'm just very blessed to be able to do what I love to do. So, Karen, you were one of the best players to ever play the game and 
the majority of us can remember uh, what your career at CNU looked like. And when at that point, Greensboro College, CNU were both in the Dixie Conference and y'all were whooping us and uh, you, you guys were the UConn of Division Three basketball then. And so Kathy Parsons was the coach. I mean, this is historic tradition with CNU. You're one of the most elite players to have played there or in that conference in the country, an All-American. Good player, good coach. Some coaches don't play at all and want to coach. Give us your best advice for the, the great players who get into coaching and also the, the people who maybe never played who think they want to be a coach. One, you never know who's watching you. And so for me, when I was playing, um, I played the game as hard as I could play the game. You know, I was on the floor going after every loose ball. I was initiating huddles. Um, I had eye contact looking at my coach. I was delivering the message to my team. I wasn't afraid to have the ball in my hands to win a game at the free throw line. I had the courage to step up for my teammates. And, you know, people see that kind of the intangibles, not just the wins and the championships. It's the leadership. You know, one thing I love in reading your book, you know, Two Feet Forward, is there's a section that, you know, talk about toughness. And I think you have to have toughness and you got to understand that you can't get too high and you can't get too low and failure and adversity is only going to get you better for the next opportunity. And I've just got, you know, a lot of opportunities come my way because I'm confident. Uh, I don't let the little things get to me. You know, a loser is just a winner who tried one more time. You know, and so I always have that belief you can't lead from the nosebleed section up there. You got to get in the game and you got to make sure that everybody is connected because it's not just about me. It's about we. It's about a team. It's it's a family. You know, family we talk about all the time in our, in our philosophy. You know, you got to work things through. You, you got to communicate. Communicate is a big key and being successful. Yeah. So let's talk about toughness. So the toughness to continue in this industry, which by the way, is a tough business. You know, most people only see it as, as glitz and glamor. I see it as not very much glitz and glamor at all. And it, it, it is a difficult industry, I think, to win and I think to endure. Give us your best advice under that. Like how in the world do you continue to push through during tough times? Well, I have to go back to my own story. You know, when I was six years old and, you know, and didn't really have a lot of my family didn't really have a lot of money. And, and I told my grandfather, you know, like I remember sitting with him and going, granddaddy, I really want to play this game. And, you know, he goes, you do. And I said, well, I need some shoes. You know, I didn't really have shoes. I was going in the backyard barefoot in my last name. And I was just, you know, and I said, if I can get some shoes, maybe I can play on a team. And so, you know, that orange ball, I had so much fun and the journey of the ups and downs. And, and I had to play with guys my whole life. I never played with girls until high school. And so I was always made fun of always going to the girls bathroom and doing this and doing that. And I just learned to, to just take that and, and not listen to what people say. You know, I wanted to form my own confidence, my own you know strength inside that I can walk out there and I, be, I can become anything I want if I put my mind to it. So I think it all goes down to that mindset of, you know, you can't let people, you know, tell you what you can't do. Whether you think you can or can't, you're right. So uh, our small college backgrounds, I think we potentially are a little bit more tough, maybe a, a little bit more grateful 
for opportunities and the people who helped us in this industry. So who are some of your early mentors that really taught you how to coach? Yeah, um, one of my um, mentors for life was Ann Donovan. Um, she was an assistant coach for Wendy back then. You know, everybody knows Ann. Uh, the, she's a giant, a legend um, in, in women's basketball. And she gave me my, she wrote me my first recruiting letter. And I think that, you know, when I got that, I saved it. I still have it. You know, it's it's the little things that matter. And um, because she gave me that first letter, I formed a connection and she saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And I think that you have to form that connection with people that, you know, really believe in you, that, that you know, see that, you know, you want to become something bigger than yourself. And I think that Anne was a big part of my life, um, of course, uh, you know, my my family and, and my, you know, my coach. My coach who coached me, you know, she recruited me and, and she wanted to, you know, she stayed on me and I'm about relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, I could have went anywhere. I, I went small ball because I saw a coach believe in me and, and we still talk, you know, we still talk about life and, and basketball and, and you name it because she's still coaching me as if now I'm, I'm a life coach to a lot of players too, and I'm still coaching them. And so that's the beauty about, you know, this game. You form so many relationships for life. Everybody needs a coach. And that's where sometimes we feel like if, if I'm the coach or, or the mom or the dad or the preacher, it's like we have this name in front of our names that makes us perfect. And what we all know is that we're not perfect. Coaches aren't perfect, just like moms and preachers aren't perfect. And we all need a coach in life. And we all need people in our circle that can Tell us when we're doing it right and encourage us when things aren't going right. Tell us about how, as a leader, you have uh, insulated yourself and surrounded yourself with people who give you exactly what you need at the most right and perfect time that you may need it. Yeah. I mean, one thing about me is, is, um, I'm going to be able to be around people that are loyal and hardworking and that, um, you know, you share these passionate ideas to, to make people better to impact other people, to leave footprints. Um, but you got to be all in. You can either all in or you're in the way. And so sometimes your circle becomes really tight um, because, you know, you go through this journey of life and sometimes there's there's things where you go, okay, are they really in the circle? Are they not in the circle? And, and, and if, if you have to guess that, you just got to move on because you don't have much time. And so I think for me, um, I'm very selective of the people that I choose to be in my life daily um, because I want to keep growing every day. You know, I want to keep the bar is so high every day. Like every day I wake up, get my coffee, get my workout ready to go, read a book, read part of a book. You know, my mindset is I got to be better than yesterday. You know, yesterday, you know, might have been great or, or that championship or that. I, I want to be better every single day. And I think those are the people that I have in my circle, you know, and I, you're in my circle, of course. You know, there's days I'll call and say, hey, listen, you know, we coach together. So we still are connected. And I'll say, hey, you know, remember this where, where you dreamed up this play, you know, down four points, four seconds. And I used it for us to win a championship. You know, you got to, you know, that that's special to me. So it's like you never want to stop growing and, and being the best you can be. Yeah. So, Karen, let's add to that. So there's young coaches probably listening. When I worked for you, I was 23 years old, probably 24 years old. And I was a young coach and really, really inexperienced. And you allowed me to be creative and to have ownership with the program where I was comfortable coming to you as a national championship head coach and saying, Hey, I've got an idea. 
So those young coaches who are in the industry, you know, there's a feel for that, who you work for and staying in your lane, but at the same time, bringing ideas to the table. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is it's all about um, trust. You know, if you pay your dues and, and you're working hard, then like for me, you coming in being young, I mean, you had this vision that was unbelievable. And some of the things that you would bring to me, I wouldn't take it all, you know, like as a head coach, you're not going to always, you know, take everything someone presents to you, but you want to try because you believe in something that it could happen. And in that situation, even when you bought that idea, I, I thought, you know, in the office, wow, this is kind of crazy idea to, to go over and practice down four points, four seconds, but you got to prepare for those situations. And, and if you don't practice them and it comes up, you'll never know. And in that situation, you're down four points, four seconds. We had practiced that play. And, um, you know, it's, it's so crazy that, you know, a year later we use it to win the first ever championship. And before I went to the huddle, the girls wanted to run that play. So that's when the, the buy-in comes. Not only do you practice it, the team bought into it. They were saying it before we were even going to the huddle. And that was pretty special. Yeah, that was a super cool moment. All right, let's tell some stories. So let's tell old self, new self. Give us your best. This is Coach Karen Barefoot 10 years ago. This is Coach Karen Barefoot now. All right. Um, definitely 10 years ago. Well, today I'm, I'm definitely smarter and maybe a little bit more gray hairs. But, um, you know, my sister's a beautician, so she gets the you know highlights gone. So I'm OK there. But I would say probably 10 years ago, um, you know, like I, I, I really feel like coaching is, is it, there's pressures with coaching. You know, and, and I think 10 years ago, it, it, you know, I, I might have been a little bit more like unease, like kind of like, uh, you know, kind of nervous, you know, but I'm more confident in my ability. And I say that because if you take 10 years and you back it up and let's, I don't even know, like, gosh, knows. It, let's say I was at Elon. OK, I coach at Elon. All right. And I'm building a program at Elon. Um, you know, I, I, I was like, OK, I'm given this opportunity and I've got to build this program. Um, and I've got to get this team to buy in. I can just remember me going in, in there and just going, OK, you know, all these ideas and all over the place, you know, and I was like, oh, and sometimes I would go so fast that I, I would talk really fast and get so excited that, you know, I was just, I didn't know exactly how I would deliver the message. And I think today I'm more calm. I'm a little bit uh, better organized and, and knowing what I want and what I, you know, my players need to expect from me to them. So I think that that's kind of the difference. And, and, and you know, going into that huddle and saying, all right, calm down. Less is more. Mm -hmm. So been able to sit there and, and you know, we've won some big games um, because you only you get 60 seconds. Right. So now you only have 10 or 15 seconds to really make sure that, that your point comes across to everybody where I think 10 years ago, I'm like, right, let's go, you know, I'm pumped up and I'm fired up and they can see the passion and stuff, but you know, slow down. I learned to slow down a little bit and so they can understand and listen. Yeah. Have you already started going back and having any perspective on your coaching journey or are you still going so hard and so fast that, that you really haven't looked back at any of those appreciations? I haven't. Honestly, um, I always say to be great, you have to be grateful. Um, and I'm just grateful every day. And, um, you know, I really want to just keep going and I don't want to get too high. And I just kind of stay in the middle. Um, sometimes I catch myself going, 
you know, I did that, you know, you know, once in a while, you know, you can't help it. You know, you get those moments or somebody will bring up something and stuff, but it, it's been an awesome journey and I just want to keep going as high as I can. Okay. Let's jump into some quick style questions. So a little bit of rapid fire for you, coach, give us your best quotable. Um, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Book recommendation of the decade. I have to go with the underdog uh, the, on the Butler story, which the junk yard, junk, junk dog, was it, uh, what, what do we say? The dog mentality um, kind of have to have that underdog mentality, but you got to be a junkyard dog. And that's how Butler won their first ever national championship. Give us your podcast or, or a YouTube video, maybe that expands our listeners thinking. Um, I would say how to overcome op, op, adversity and, and having pressure under with poise. I think that that's preparing people to have courage. Mm -hmm. And do you have a habit stacking routine or generally speaking, something that you do every single day that helps really busy coaches specifically excel? Um, I, I keep it very simple with me. I mean, my four elements for success is every day I remind myself, learn, overcome adversity, visualize, expect nothing, give everything. Each letter and each word spells love, but you got to love yourself first for you be, to be able to go out there and be successful. So find something that works for you. Remind yourself every day and then go out there and find the joy in it. Oh, I love that. OK, you get one phone call, Karen. To whom and why? Um. I definitely would. Uh, he's not on this earth. It would be my grandfather up there in heaven just to thank him for my first basketball shoes, because that's when I fell in love with that, that orange ball. And I call that orange ball blessings. That's so great. All right, coach, give us your final takeaways, final thoughts for all of our viewers today. Um, today, I want you to wake up and I want you to understand dreams don't work unless you work. I want you to find the joy and I want you to find the passion. Because when you find the passion of what you love to do, you will excel and you will be awesome. So be awesome. That's been Hall of Famer and championship basketball coach Karen Barefoot on Two Feet in the podcast. Remember, it's all about gratitude and it's all about that orange ball blessing. Visit the show notes to learn more about coach and to reach her directly. That's been Karen Barefoot on season two of Two Feet in the Podcast, where inspiring women are focused on empowering other women. A big thank you to our guests and all of our sponsors for breaking out down ideas, giving us a strong dose of motivation and helping us learn to live two feet in. Thank you, coach. Thanks, coach.